It was so good. It's like bottomless, like starters. <laughs> I was waiting to see what is bottomless, please, no, Michelle. No. Tell me what's bottomless no, it's for bo- real. It's, it, no, it is. It's bottomless stars. And Whatever. Mage, I don't think we would have been friends because I'm such an equal ops girl. Like, <laughs> I want that treatment too. I love that because when you know God, when you know who your father is, like even when life is kicking you, you're like, it's okay. God's got me. Praying without ceasing is achieving oneness with God. You know, being part of the body of Christ is not just a physical sense, but it is something that's all-encompassing and that something you can achieve on your day-to-day you are an ambassador for christ without ceasing yeah it's a lifestyle hi everyone you're tuned into virtuous i'm michelle and i'm ira and welcome back to lesson three of season two but um thank you for joining and as you know we are focusing on ephesians in this quarter this season and we're glad to have you now before we start as usual we're going to say a prayer for all our listeners and this week whether you've had a good week or a bad week I pray that you remember you're never alone when you walk with God so stay steadfast in him amen thank you Mish um so this week we're obviously studying um the weekly lesson called the power of the exalted Jesus and we're going to get right into Sunday Mm -hmm. um and Sunday is entitled Praying and Thanksgiving. So so I guess I want to start off by saying, you know what, Mish? I have this one person in my life, and I'm not going to name her, um, but she is someone who basically only hollers me when she needs something, like when she needs me to do something, or she has a favor to ask me, or she just wants to long my life out, basically. Okay. What does her name rhyme with? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Um, it's become to the point now where anytime she messages me, I'm just salty. Yeah. I'm just bitter. Cause I'm like, this girl, she only wants one thing from me and mm. it's just help. Like, mm. she's not here to ask me how I'm doing. She don't ask me that. She just she just wants something from me. And even when she does, it just feels so fake, isn't it? Like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's not yeah. sitting right with me. And I know I need to work on myself with that. Mm. But I just said, mm, I'm going to just, you know, try to work on myself and hopefully as well when she needs help. She might find someone else. But, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, then I had to stop and think to myself recently and say, you know what? Am I doing the same in my faith mm. and the same in my relationship with God? Mm. And so Paul really starts Ephesians with praying for believers in Ephesus. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's gassed in it because he's heard these men in Ephesus. Yeah, they got some serious faith. Serious, serious faith. So he's like... Nah, you know what, you lot? Ephesus, that's why he writes the letter for Ephesians. Having heard about your faith, yeah? Mm. It says in 115, This is why, since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, 16, I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. That is so lovely. It's so lovely, isn't it? It's so lovely to hear. And I think it was so lovely for Paul to even give thanks. Like, yeah, things are happening. And I think that was one thing I picked up as well is that when I have people in my life who are doing well in their faith or mm-hmm. are inspiring or have done a great work in sharing God's word, I should be thankful for that too. Mm-hmm. And not just be like, oh yeah, nice, I was blessed. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, it reminded me that the people in our lives, we actually have a purpose to to give thanks for their lives and their role and part that they play for us. Yeah. Um, and then later on, Paul prays for God to strengthen them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Ephesians 3.16, 
Paul basically prays, I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in the inner man through his spirit. That's intercession. Yeah. Those are the two things I, I learned from Paul just from Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3 alone is that not only do we need to pray for thanksgiving for the people that are in our lives right now who's doing a great work and maybe maybe even the people who aren't doing maybe great work in your life mm. because that that's a call for you to actually rise to the occasion, yeah? What can you do different? How can you actually influence the others in your lives that's it. to draw closer? So when I'm talking about my friend who's maybe not always hollering me for for you know just to check in or just to hang out and she's actually asking me for help or a favor reflect and say you know what how is this an opportunity for you to actually reflect christ yeah and what mm. what are you actually going to do to help this person now call um, her out i yeah i should <laughs> <laughs> that stuff is techie but i did also then think between ephesians 1 and 3 it almost felt like a zero from from zero to 100 mm. because at one stage you know, um, Paul is asking, well, praying for thanks. And then suddenly it's intercession. Now, let's be real. When do you ever pray for like an intercessory prayer? Wait, what is an intercessory prayer? It's like when you're interceding when you're for, for somebody to, else. Yeah, for yeah. somebody else, right? Okay. But, so only when someone asks you to do it is when you do it. I don't like, other than your family where, you know, before you sleep, you're like, oh yeah, protect my family, etc. But it's not... It's never like a deep prayer, like the same way I pray for myself. <laughs> like my prayers be deep, yeah. you know? Yeah. But then I also think like um, intercessory prayers, like when you're close to somebody and you know what's going on with them, mm. you, you you might be inclined to pray for them about whatever it is they're going through. Say yeah. say your sister was applying for a job and, you know, you really you all really wanted that for her. You might do an intercessory prayer or mm. if, you know, someone in your life has is in some trouble, you might do an intercessory prayer. Yeah. Just like what Christ did for us. He mm. interceded right first thessalonians five seventeen. Three words pray without seizing oh yeah i was like how right tell me how have you ever prayed without seizing what do you mean pray without seizing like so every single day like mm. there's nobody that i talk to 24 hours because to me prayer is talking right it's talking to well for me personally i'm talking to god through that when I pray, that's what I'm doing. There's nobody in my life that I talk to 24-7. And without ceasing, to me, sounds like don't stop, won't stop, can't stop type thing. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, um, it's, it's difficult. So I think um, praying without ceasing, people often associate it with just, you know, getting on your knees to pray and just spending that quiet moment with God to just pray your simple prayer. Dear God, you know, this is how it's going in my life. Please, mm -hmm. can I get this? And thank you very much. That's pretty much it. But I think we shouldn't take it in just um, a literal physical sense mm -hmm. of praying without ceasing. But as you said, it's, it's, it's communication yeah. ultimately, right? And to give you an example, I'm always in constant communication with my fiance, right? So as soon as I wake up, it's like, morning. Mm. Or, or someone, or he, he might message me saying good morning and mm. whatever. Whoever wakes up first, it's a good morning thing. Throughout the day, we're checking in. How you doing? You know, at night, we're going to say good night. I'll mm. FaceTime him multiple times a day, you know, at different points. Just just so he's in the loop and he keeps me in the loop, right? You know, yeah. how's your day going so far? Wagwan with work. Mm. And he fills me in. Now, um, in contrast, some of my girls, when we hang out, I don't know about you, but I might not see my girls for a couple of weeks, couple of months. And when I finally do, 
it's a case of, right, let's run through three things. Let's go around in a circle. I was telling Alex this because really? he was like, why do girls do this? I was like, tell me, Michelle. So you and your friends, you don't sit together and you go around in a table and you're like, all right, tell me about your work, your love and just general life. Okay, yeah, we do. Yeah, you see, you're you right, see, yeah, it's a girl yeah. thing. So you might not be in constant communication with them every day, but suddenly when you finally meet up, it's a big, big deal. You're yeah. going to talk about everything. You're going to pour out all of the things that's been going on in serious detail, yeah, right? Like, oh, what happened with him? Oh, yeah, I'm not <laughs> talking to him anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And why is it that you need to do that? Because you're not in constant communication right. with those people, right? So, mm. so you're having to fill them in in one go, all this big stuff, yeah, right? Like dump it, yeah. Exactly. But actually, if you're always in constant communication, you never really have to do that big dump of information sharing, mm-hmm. right? So in the same way, if we are always in constant communication with Christ, praying without ceasing, if we remain in constant communication and oneness with God, mm. then you can't really stop to be away from him. Yeah, It doesn't stop. The praying doesn't stop. You're praying without ceasing. And I think we've associated too much that prayer is... Um, Get on your knees. Getting on your knees to pray, kneeling yeah. and just saying, dear God or our Heavenly Father, and that's it. Amen. It doesn't actually have to be that way. Praying can actually be... Um, uh, a sense, a state of being. Mm. It's a sense of your relationship, your openness and your communication with God. And it's being blessed ultimately by the spirit of God and moving through life with your heart open to the presence and power of God. If you're in nice. constant communication with, with God, you recognize that your permanent presence with God is here throughout mm-hmm. the day. And we are free from this ask mentality of, you know, God, I need this or I want this because we lack nothing at that point. Mm -hmm. We're in constant communication, oneness with God. Praying without ceasing is achieving oneness with God. And it becomes more of an aligning and kind of praising gratitude approach with God throughout the day. It's just different touch points, constant, more touch points, more exposure to God, less of, uh, all right, I've had my day. Now let me check in with God. Mm. And I think it it also helps you kind of stay on the right path as well when you acknowledge that like God's with you in w- everything that you're doing because like even if I want to cuss like I'm not going to cuss anymore. If I want to gossip, I'm not going to gossip because I'm like, "Oh, okay. No, this isn't the right way." Funny thing, I was speaking to my friend yesterday. What? Yeah. Okay, I was speaking to my friend. I can't remember when. And we're catching up and we were on the phone for an hour. Oh, yeah. And we were like, we're so proud of each other because we're both on our spiritual journeys, you know, building our relationship with God. And we're like, usually would have been on on the phone an hour talking about people gossiping like, (laughs) oh, did you hear about her? Did you? But the whole time we spoke about each other. No, we spoke about our lives to each other. Yeah. We edified each other. Um, we shared experiences that we were going through and it was so nice to have that common ground as well. And it was just really nice because so I'm like, nice. the reason why, I'm, I know she shared something with me, uh, something that she's going through. And I was like, do you know what? Like, I want to tell you to tell that person to go to hell because that's mm. how annoyed I was. But that's not what I feel like saying. Mm. Instead, I feel like telling you that maybe you need to forgive them, not for mm. you, but for them. Because you're saying you're cool with the, with the situation, but maybe that's not what God's calling you 
to yeah. do. Maybe it's not calling. Maybe it's not for you. And I was like, I could, I could hear myself speak, but it didn't sound like me. Oh, do you know I, mean, I mean, that's how you know the Holy Spirit has taken over. Exactly. And I wouldn't have that if I'm not in constant communication with God. Mm. So I get what you what you're saying that it's, it's so important for us to pray without ceasing, but just in everyday acknowledging God's presence, mm. thanking Him for everything that He's blessing you with. So yeah, I like that. One thing that really annoys me, and I don't know, maybe I need to pray about it, is when people pray and their prayers are, okay, let's say, thank you, God, for waking me up because other people didn't wake up today. I don't like that because it's like, why are you comparing, first of all, why are you comparing something like like a blessing, your blessing to somebody else? Mm. Because when Paul is praying for people, there's not once that he ever does that. Yeah. Like he's not saying I'm I'm giving thanks because you could have been in I don't know you could have been lost or whatever which is true like he doesn't do that he's literally only acknowledging the space that you're in now and praising God for it and encouraging you so just a little gem that I wanted to add in there when I was reading um, Sunday's lesson but we'll go over to Monday now Monday's lesson is experiencing insight from the Holy Spirit. And we take this from Ephesians 1, 16 to 17. You kind of touched on it and it says, I don't I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God, if our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. So I'm not going to touch on this because you kind of already touched on it, where Paul prays or he says he's thankful that they're experiencing God. But what I thought about was, um, so Kim, my little sister, she goes to loads of places. Okay, like, I don't know what's wrong with these Gen Z's. They know everything. Like, as in like, Play, like she just experiences a lot of things like she's been to that high jingo place oh i love high jingo yeah i've never been there she's been to this squid game thing where mm. you play ga- i've never been there she's been to like hutong i've never been there so i literally live live through her mm-hmm. so one time i went to rock a brunch with my friend and i was so excited because i was like i finally done something that kimberly hasn't done yet so now i can share that experience with her like and it was so good it's like bottomless like starters <laughs> I was waiting to see what is bottomless please no, Michelle no. tell me what's bottomless no, it's for bo- real it's, it, no it is it's bottomless stars and whenever I tell people that they don't I'm believe I'm googling me, it yeah you bottomless. should mm. and like stars is like sushi bottomless sushi like that's crazy so obviously Kimberly loves sushi as well so I was like I couldn't wait for her to go to this place and experience it and when I was reading Paul I was like why is Paul so so excited to give thanks for these people and it's because Paul has experienced the hand of God in everything that he's doing and now he's excited that the people um, in Ephesus the Ephesians are also experiencing this and that's why he was so thankful that's why he says I, I'm, I'm giving thanks mm. because I know you guys are on fire right now so I love that about Paul but another thing that uh, Monday kind of touches on is uh, where he says basically he wants the Holy Spirit to give people insights so I had to do a little Google. I'm like, what does insights mean? Because I remember when I was previously where I worked, we had this Microsoft Insights thing oh, yeah. where like on a Monday, every Monday or something, it'll tell you what you like, how many emails you had, how much time you spent in meetings. And I used to hate it because I was like, <laughs> it's breaking down work one, basically. It, yeah. It's not making me look good, basically. Yeah. Let's hope my manager never asks for this inside breakdown. 
But the definition of insight is the capacity to gain an accurate and deep understanding of someone or something. Um, so that's that's mm. the definition. So when I read that, I was like, okay, what insight, deep understanding, does Paul or is Paul wanting the Holy Spirit to give us? And the good thing is he actually tells us what it is in, in, first, in Ephesians 1, 16 going down. So the first thing that he says is to make you wise and reveal God to you so that you will know him. Amen. I love that because when you know God, when you know who your father is, like even when life is kicking you, you're like, it's okay. God's got me. Mm. Like, I don't need to worry about that. And God, Paul wants us to experience that about God. Right. So that's number one. Number two, he says, uh, so that our minds may be open to see his light so that you will know what is the hope to which he has called you. So basically, so that you know your purpose. Yeah. Because if you don't know your what is your purpose in life? Exactly, yeah. If you don't know your purpose, you don't know what you're doing. You're just lost. And then finally, to know of our inheritance in him. And we spoke about inheritance last week. Now, when you know who God is, when you know about your inheritance, no one can step to you and talk nope. foolishness yep. to you. And I think that's what Paul wants us to build, that strength, that's, that's knowing what our purpose is, knowing who, who God is and how great he is. And also knowing our inheritance in him. Amen. So Tuesday, we go into participating in resurrection power. Now, one thing, yeah, I, I've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. is I'm a pastor's granddaughter. Yep. <laughs> and so I'm not going to lie. Being a pastor's granddaughter comes with its perks. Um, I don't know how to... have. Have you, do you have any perks? Like, have you experienced, do you have a a relative who's a pastor no, or anything? No, I don't. Okay. We, we, we can't share on okay. this. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking, can you, can you share? <laughs> but anyway, you, I'll live through you. You share. Okay. So, so yeah, being a pastor's granddaughter comes with its perks. So when I used to live in the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. We lived in a Seventh-day Adventist community slash compound. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, within it, you had the the church, you had schools, you had universities, you also had um, shops, internet cafes. It oh, was like wow. its own little it village. Like your, yeah. Its own your little, own little town, your own Adventist town. Exactly. It was an Adventist town, right? Mm. And um, so everyone would know me. Yeah. Because obviously my granddad is the pastor. Mm. And it got to even the point where... Um, my granddad was able to get me into this exclusive Seventh-day Adventist elementary school outside of the compound, yeah? Wow. Somewhere else. And he was rubbing shoulders with the principal. So I know there were times where... I wasn't a troublemaker, but I just know there were times where... If anything goes down, I'm getting out of this. Exactly. My granddad my was in there, you yeah. know? I know my granddad was upstairs in the principal's room for any, yeah. any, any time he needed to chat to me mm. or back me, basically. And um, even go to the point, you know, when there's like Sabbath lunches... And I want more food. Yeah. You know, I'm the pastor's grand. Like, my, immediately when there's a long queue, everyone's like, just come in no, come to the front, innit? Gosh, I would have hated you. Even, even in elementary school, yeah. The dinner ladies obviously knew that I, my, my granddad was the pastor. So, therefore, they were like, you know, would you oh like more goodness. juice? Whatever. I don't think we would have been friends because I'm such an equal ops girl. Like, <laughs> I want that treatment too. <laughs> exactly. I Yeah. Not gonna lie. I enjoyed that treatment very much. Mm. And um, I dipped into that power that my granddad has a, as a pastor. Because, you know, as a child, you just, 
you're like, oh, right, yeah, my granddad is the pastor. That has some weight to it. And yeah. obviously it, it means something to these people. So mm-hmm. therefore I'm just going to say it and run around town enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And that was just like one teeny example. But do you know that each and every single one of us has access and is able to tap into the power of Christ? Which is even greater than your dad, your granddad. Granddad, yes, yeah, it ain't nothing. See, to I'm my so granddad. bitter. I yeah. even had to had to put that little a little one in. But yeah. no, absolutely, I love that point. Yeah. So Ephesians one verse nineteen says, "And what is the immeasurable greatness of His power to us who believe according to the working of His vast strength? Mm. Vast strength, immeasurable power. God's power is available and accessible to all of us who believe." And it says in Ephesians 2, 6 as well, that together with Christ Jesus, he also raised us up and seeding us in the heavens, i.e. there are seats for us believers waiting in heaven for us. Wow. But the question is, how can we better help ourselves to that power that God gives us, that God gifts us? Mm-hmm. What practices are we maintaining in our lives that is really hindering us from tapping into that power? Paul warns us, Uh, Not to take this assumption, yeah, that Christ is just stationary, Mm -hmm. that he's just cooling now that he's up in heaven ascended, that he's just in the right hand throne of God and Mm -hmm. just is just watching over. Like, of course, he's watching over us. Don't get me wrong, but he's not stationary. It says that in Ephesians 4, 8 to 16, that not only did Christ ascend up, but of course, he obviously descended down to earth at the time Christ was here. And he in that time also gifted certain individuals the ability to be good pastors, good teachers, good evangelists, Mm -hmm. and so on. We are all fundamental buildings, yeah? Fundamentally helping to build up the body of Christ. And we have an opportunity to train up our fellow believers, as well as we get trained up by those that Christ have um, employed. Mm. So... I think there's various different ways that we can tap into Christ's power. And it's not only just praying, it's not only just reading, but actually the communities that we're in, the people in our churches, leaders, our family and friends, there's there's people that God have surrounded us with to bring us closer to Christ. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Um, in Wednesday's lesson, it says Christ above all powers. Now, I want to give you a little scenario, Ira. What, what, do, you, what do you enjoy eating? Hmm. Everyone, if, that was if a you, trick. That was yeah. A trick if you know question, me, I'm a no nonsense girl. I like, <laughs> eat everything in it. Okay, okay. Sushi. Let's go for sushi. I love sushi. Yep. Let's say I've got two plates for you. Yeah. The mm. first one was done by a top chef. In fact, I flew him from Je- straight from Japan <laughs> just yeah. for you. Top chef, like all the types of different sushis that you like. He's got it, and they taste mwah, beautiful, mm. the best. Mm. The second plate, I did it for you. Um, with my nieces because you know we, we were doing a little activity yeah but um, your nieces and you and your sushi <laughs> before I've even stopped yeah. before I've even finished you already know where yeah. I'm going with this would you pick the top of the top of something that you like or are you going to go with something that's just meh top of the top of the top of the top, top. it's so easy it's such an easy thing to even say right and so here when he says christ above all powers this is what paul is saying that he acknowledges that there are different powers in the world and we already know that they use acts 11 uh sorry acts 19 11 to 20 where there's about seven men who are trying to uh draw out a demon from a man mm-hmm. um and you know the demon is like yeah i know jesus and i know paul but um 
Were you lot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's one. And another place that he mentions other powers is in Ephesians one twenty one, Ephesians two verse two, and Ephesians six verse twelve, where they are different powers that are there that come to play. But what Paul is saying is, yeah, I I recognize that. And sorry, just a little point. Even in Ephesus, it was known as a place of a lot of magic or art. Yeah. So there's yeah. loads of things. There's loads of mystical things. Mystical things happening. Loads of if they had TikTok, they would have loads of witch talk and yeah, yeah, yeah. magic talk there. But loads of things happening. But he's saying, I recognize that, especially where you are, there are all these different things that are coming to play. But guess what? There is one person who is above everything else that you guys are experiencing Mm. there's only one person who is above that power and that person is christ and so knowing that knowledge now why would you still choose to kind of follow second class or second best when you can follow the first the best which is christ so that's what i got um from wednesday's lesson i especially love the question that they asked at the end and i put it down and it says what are some present day manifestations of these same evil forces and how can we make sure that we don't get caught up in any of them? Okay, I don't know what the I don't want to know what the present day manifestations are. I don't want to know what the evils of the world are. So I didn't actually focus on that part of the question. What I focused on is uh, how can we make sure that we don't get caught up in any of them? And I mm. feel like we've been saying this so many times. It's almost like I just keep repeating myself. The only way I don't get caught up is what you said right at the beginning praying without ceasing, experiencing God's presence 24-7, acknowledging God's presence. Because when something is happening that I don't know about, because I I don't know everything. I know very little in comparison to a lot of other people, but especially in comparison to God. Mm. God knows everything. So why would I not kind of follow him and trust him and even let that Holy Spirit that he has gifted us, that he has sealed us with, lead me in my everyday life. Amen. Thursday's lesson entitled Jesus, All Things and His Church, taking us to Ephesians 1, 21 to 22. It says, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's, that's a, lot, a lot. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack. The first section is basically saying, you know what? Greater than any ruler, authority, power, greater than dominion and every title given on this earth. Yeah. So basically the best of the best. Top the class, like number one. And there's... Top two and it's not two, basically. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then it, that's almost kind of like a warm-up to an introduction. And then obviously it says that Christ, basically, everything has been placed under his feet. And he has been appointed as head over everything, but also for the church. Mm. Now, this ascension and exaltation, so kind of Christ going up and then him being exalted to the throne is of total relevance and importance to us today yeah Mm. it's kind of the key the key reason why we're christians almost and god has made christ victorious over all evil powers Mm. as we've read and as we've studied um but it's quite clear here in ephesians 1 21 to 22 that you know he has been victorious and the church is closely identified with christ and and christ has been supplied with um 
the power and the authority over all these evil, I guess, enemies, yeah. Satan, ultimately. Yeah. And um, then Christ has supplied the church with all its needs. And so by saying that in itself, we are guaranteed victory over our enemies. It's that Jesus wins, Satan loses again, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. We're kind of tapping into mm. first season, episode one. Yeah. But we have been granted the great honor and privilege to be part of one body of Christ. Mm. This is not limited to churches alone, yeah? We can be part of the body of Christ just, you know, at school. Yeah. We could be part of the body of Christ in our workplaces in social events or gatherings that we're at. Yeah, we're, we could even be part of the body of Christ in parties. Yeah. Mm. yeah? You're uh, thinking of turn up parties. I'm just talking nice, you know. Those are the only parties I'd know. So oh, when you, when you say those parties, are the only like, parties you know. Yeah. Everything else is a gathering. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Barbecue party, you know, we're just eating. We're, anyway. Yeah, I get, case, I get what you mean now. You know, being part of the body of Christ is not just strictly a spiritual sense. It's not just a physical sense, but mm. it is something that's all encompassing and that something you can achieve on your day to day understand what part or function you are playing in your workplaces neighborhoods schools whatever it might be as a body of christ mm. i'll tell you actually as i was driving here today into the studio there was traffic there was a seriously like disgusting traffic this morning mm -hmm. yeah they closed the m1 down it was peak and i had to take so many diversions had to go into the m25 and imagine this. I was stuck in traffic in a country road out of nowhere. And, and someone beeps at me. Girl, <laughs> I was ready to throw my fingers up at this man. I was fuming. Because obviously, it's added an hour to my, my journey. And then yeah. on top of that, I got some man behind me beeping me. Why was he beeping you? Because we were turning into like the main road out of the country road. Mm-hmm. So he was beeping me. I guess he was in a rush. I don't know why he was beeping me. He was just beeping me to move, basically. I was the one who needed to turn, right? But uh, obviously, oh, so you, you weren't moving then? I wasn't moving because there were so many cars coming oh, in and okay. out. I can't turn in, innit? So, mm. so he was being impatient. He was being impatient with me. Mm. So he beeped me, innit? And I was fuming. I was ready to throw my, like I said, just make sure he was, he knew that I was not you happy with his. Yeah. And something told me, yo, are you being an ambassador for Christ? Like, what are you doing? Just relax. Mm. And and I just felt like God was actually just trying to calm me down. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about in terms of like being part of the body of Christ. Like, it's not just, you know, a role that you have at church. It's not just a role that you have at home. You are, like we were talking about, praying without ceasing, but you, you are... An ambassador for Christ without ceasing. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's a constant state of mind, presence. It's, it's constant engagement with Christ. So I think that's one thing. It's just, you know, reflect where, which which area of your life are you kind of lacking Christ in? And, and which one are you not really being an effective ambassador for Christ? And, and then just checking yourself mm. or allowing God to check you. So as we close... Um, we wanted to obviously, as usual, set you with a challenge. And this week's challenge we're going to be setting you is very related to what we were just discussing now, Mish, is find an area in your life where you can be a better body part to the one body of Christ and take action. I like that. That's simply it. So thank you, everyone, once again, for taking the time out to listen to us and break bread with us. 
If you have enjoyed, we would be so grateful if you could share this with a friend or you know what? Pop it in your story, repost it, share it. You know what? Just enjoy it. Tell someone about it, word of mouth, whatever it might be. And, you know, we'll be back next week to talk with you more about how God rescues us.